Yeah, you know what? We'll get into it. Ready? Count me down. Count me down. Count me down. Ready? Woo. Hold on. Woo. Woo. Count me down. I was going to find a T-minus NASA launch countdown. Do it. Do it. Find it. Find right. it. Find Fine. it. I'll stall. I'll stall. I'll beatbox. Headphones, isn't it? I don't, I don't know how this is gonna work. <laughs> it's also not loud enough at all. Is it uh? Is it it? Can you hear it? <laughs> I can hear me echo. All right, I'm here with Jason. This is our first podcast in like two months. Welcome back, Jason. How you feeling? Good to be back. It's good to be back. It's a shame we had to take so much time off. We were both very busy, obviously. Just couldn't fit this in at all. Yeah, doing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I was in the process of losing my job. You uh you were you were doing a lot. What were you up to, Jason? Nothing. We had no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. So we uh we're gonna be going over football. I know it's still kind of technically football season. We're taping this pre-Super Bowl, so it counts. Still counts. Still counts. It counts. Um, we're going to go over the second to last round, and then the last rounds. No one really remembers what happened anyway, so we could basically just make this shit up. Um, yeah, you're not going to check. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's going to fact check us? I'll just turn the league off if anyone tries to go in and tell <sighs> us that any of the stats were wrong. We should fudge numbers. We should, we should just, like, fuck with the scores. Yo, yo do you want to win? <laughs> would anyone even, would everyone, uh, would, would Wild anyone... stat corrections. <laughs> I have the power to do that. I can go in and just give you, like, 20,000 points. points. <laughs> so. But, yeah, essentially, me and Jason didn't make the playoffs. A bunch of teams like Eric and Dan that we shit on all year made the playoffs, went really far, and we stopped caring. So, does that sum it up? It was pretty close. We never shit on Dan. We said Dan had the oh, best Dan's team was actually good. Eric. I shit on I Justin's team a little bit. I don't think we gave Eric, like, a shred of credit a single time the entire season. Now, all I know is that Eric had no wide receivers, and I actually don't know how he was able to pull off winning the league with no wide receivers. So, it'll actually be good. This is a little experiment. We're going to go in. And see how that happened, because I definitely was not checking while it happened live. So Yeah, I was too busy watching my heart get torn out in all the finals that I did make it to. I went a full year without making the fantasy playoffs and anything. So it's pretty good on me. Get off this podcast. <laughs> so, alright. Um, the first game of the semifinals was Dan dismantling Justin, which I... I'm going to assume. I'm not even going to assume. I'm just going to say it because no one's going to go back and listen. We both predicted that, right? For sure. Yeah. Drew Brees tore it up. Um, Christian McCaffrey did what he did all year and dropped 32 points. And that was basically it. Justin just got nothing from like the whole middle of his lineup. He had 14 points from Zach Ertz. That's pretty cool that Justin drafted Zach Ertz and had him the whole year. <laughs> Um, really productive player. Yeah, but besides that, like Justin really didn't get anything from anyone, um, and he lost one forty-four to ninety-six. So, 
That sucks for him, but it's hard to beat 144. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. So Dan moves on to the finals, and then the other game, we had Eric versus Colin, the no friends matchup right here. And uh, we had Eric beating Colin in the upset, beating him 134 to 108.5. So um, I Lamar really like. Yeah, I really liked Colin's team. I thought Colin actually had one of the better teams in the league. Him and Dan, I thought, were the two best teams in the league. Oh, I remember now. Dan had the best team in the league, and then Colin, and then Justin. This is going back to your power rankings. So I take it back. I didn't shit oh, on... we did those. <laughs> yeah, I, I take it back. I didn't shit on Dan and Justin. They both had good teams. Picking and, up right uh, where we left off, we totally remember everything. <laughs> but Eric didn't have such a good team, and he made it to the finals. Um, Colin starting the Cleveland defense. I know it was at Arizona. And I know this is like three months after the fact, but like probably wasn't smart. They dropped negative four points. I feel like I said not to do that. Yeah, I feel like we both said not to do that in our expertise. Um, and he didn't listen. So idiot. Yes, yeah, stupid fucking. Ass. So, <laughs> um, Adrian Peterson made it in a starting roster all the way to the semifinals. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, how the how that happen? <laughs> Because he was on every team in the league. Colin just had like no one, no other running backs on his roster too. He had like no choice. Interesting. Well, he lost, so who even cares? Eric won. Um, big upset. We definitely didn't predict that. His wide receivers, Michael Gallup, did nothing. But McLaurin, that guy, uh, he's pretty good. Do you think he's going to be like a top two round pick next year? No. No. It, no, I I like him a lot, but the there's just too many good players for him to be a top twenty four pick. All right, he well, might be a top twenty four wide receiver. Oh, I would hope so. He's he's not bad. I would figure he'd be a top twenty four wide receiver. I mean, the situation sucks. He still has Dwayne Haskins, and I don't know. Maybe that offense gets like a little better, but eh, I don't know. There's a lot of really good wide receivers. Yeah, that's true. He Eric also got helped out by having the Minnesota defense that went off against my Chargers. Probably a week I bet on them. So, that Probably. sucks. The three picks, four fumble recoveries. Ooh, Jesus we have Christ. To do, we have to do Chargers talk later. <laughs> three picks? Yeah, ooh. Ooh, all right. We'll hold off on the Chargers talks. But <laughs> Philip Rivers might be leaving. I'm very upset. Uh, might. <laughs> Yeah, he, like, sold his house and stuff. Like, no I Do you just want to do it now? Yeah. Because the team said they're moving on from him. Like, it's done. No, no, no. No, they didn't. Well, the team hasn't officially said it, but Jay Glazer reported that the team is moving on from Philip Rivers. I what? Trust, I trust Oh, my Jay God. Glazer. What are they going to do? They have no other options. They're going to sign Tom Brady. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or Taysom Hill. I think he's a free agent. Philip Rivers didn't even get one last away game at home. Being Dude, watched Logan, by opposing fans. I feel like this <laughs> This is not charged. I feel like every quarterback in the league is a free agent this offseason. Yeah, there's a lot of them. It's like Brady, Breeze, Rivers, Winston. I'm missing some. Fitzpatrick, obviously. Tannehill. So, 
Philip Rivers moved to Tampa Bay, apparently. He moved, yeah, he moved out of his San Diego home, which he had still been living in the whole time they were playing. Yep, in he had a nice, he had a nice bus. He would drive up to LA every single day for practice. Yeah, people blew that. He he moved into a house in Florida, and people blew that out of proportion. He did not buy. That's not a house he bought recently. He apparently has owned that house for a while, but. It is still striking, and uh, pair that with the the recent reports. Seems the Chargers are are going elsewhere. Can I just say this? Would that not be the greatest quarterback duo of all time if the Buccaneers signed Philip Rivers and franchise tagged Jameis Winston? Oh, I, I'm a hundred percent. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> that would be so fucking awesome. I am like kind of convinced they're just going to swap like Rivers to to Tampa and Winston to uh LA. what's the team the Chargers yeah. but I don't understand why that makes sense for either team but I totally see it happening I uh I heard that it was a possibility that LA could get Cam Newton um this was before I knew Philip Rivers definitely wasn't going there but I heard that's a spot Cam Newton might end up um, because he's definitely getting moved on from in Carolina. Is he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, apparently, it's very likely they're gonna cut him. They don't want to pay him. That's what they said, like halfway through the season, and then Kyle Allen turned into a pumpkin, and Will Greer also sucks. <laughs> Will Greer didn't even play. Yeah, like, he, Kyle did. Allen, he played like two games. He was fucking awful. <laughs> that was after my fantasy teams were eliminated. I stopped caring at that point. <laughs> um. This is like trying to talk about September baseball. It's like, I didn't watch. The Mets have already been eliminated for three months. I, was, like, I did not care. I was just reading a, a article to prepare for baseball. It's like 10 things you missed at the end of baseball season when you started playing fantasy football. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Scott White. <laughs> yeah, so, damn. That's heartbreaking. I cannot believe. That Will Greer sucks? No, that Philip Rivers is no longer going to be a Charger. Damn. Yeah, what are you going to do with your jersey? Well, obviously I'm going to frame it. Um, In the rafters. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, if the Chargers even deserve a Ring of Honor, which is debatable, Philip Rivers better have his fucking number in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's Philip Rivers and a Hall of Famer. Yes. Shut up. I mean, probably, right? Uh, He's like top 10 all time and everything. I know. Like, He's better numbers than Eli and Ben, even though he didn't win a Super Bowl. I know. So if both well, Eli and Ben get in, which they will, it would be hard not to let say, I, I don't necessarily think Eli should be either. He's going to get in. There's like no chance he doesn't. But like, if I was king of the world, he probably wouldn't be. So the thing with football, like Fo- the, the NFL they, Hall of Fame has too many players. Yeah, the NFL Hall of Fame, it's, like, super easy to get into. If you had, like, a career like Eli had in baseball, he probably wouldn't get in. Like, I'd actually agree with you. But, like, football is more about, like, telling the story of, like, the NFL. It's not so much about, like, the actual stats. So Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Hall of Fame? Uh, Why the fuck not? Tell me you can tell... You cannot (laughs) tell the story of football over the past, what, 15 years without Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if you can, it's much less fun. Well, I mean, you quite literally can. He has not made a playoffs. Um, but you got to put Eli in. 
I'd also, for the record, I'd also put Ryan Fitzpatrick in. Like, literally, uh, why not? <laughs> they, but, need, uh, they need, like, a hall of very good. Yeah. Not everyone. That, that, would, be perfect. that would be perfect for Eli. He'd fit right in. Yeah, yeah. Prime he, he was exactly the 500. The perfect <laughs> average quarterback. Like, it doesn't get more average than Eli Manning. To be fair to Eli, his numbers would look significantly better if the, he hadn't played, like, six more years for the worst team in football. <laughs> like, if the Giants <laughs> were just absolute trash yeah. the last six years and he hadn't just stuck around for it, his numbers would look a bit better. Yeah, that is fair. But, uh, yeah, he is the reason why we don't talk about that 07 Patriots team as being the greatest team of all time. So, just for that, he's in the Hall of Fame. Big Ben's in the Hall of Fame. And I feel like if both of those guys go in out of Phillip's class, and Phillip Rivers has better numbers than both of them, Phillip Rivers will probably also get in, is my take on it. I feel like Phil- like everyone just thinks about Phillip Rivers differently, though, than the other two, because... Of all the things that make him Philip Rivers. Well, while he was in Los Angeles, I was literally the... Or while he was in San Diego, I was quite literally the only person that cared. Once he went to LA, and it kind of became an embarrassment of how few fans they have. But the LA media like actually drew a little bit of attention to like... Look at this gosh darn mother-loving football player right here, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers. Um, I feel like everyone loves 90-yard touchdown. I'll <laughs> oh, make that the outro, please. <laughs> make that the outro. There that is next. the greatest trash talk of all time. Right in the guy's face. Oh my god. So yeah, Philip Rivers, probably a Hall of Famer. I hope he goes somewhere that's not LA. LA deserved worse than him. He uh, he's he's an American hero. So, all right, back to so De- uh, Eric beat Colin. <laughs> yeah, so back to the finals. So it ended up being Eric versus Dan. We both would have picked Dan. I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that. And Eric came out with a huge upset. He won 118 to 106.5. Lamar Jackson did his thing, went off. Um, Alvin Kamara played really well. He did play Mike Boone, which was. Interesting. Um, Dalvin Cook didn't play, and Mike Boone's the backup there in Minnesota, but I don't know if he could have found a any other replacement that wasn't Mike Boone. Like, I've never heard of this guy. Um, I don't know if you know him. He, I mean, I know him only because I was paying attention at the end of the year, and I own Dalvin Cook in another league. But, he, yeah, he came in the week before when Dalvin Cook went out and Alexander Madison had been inactive, who's their actual backup and, like, actually talented. And he tore it up against whoever the hell the Vikings played the week before. And so everyone just kind of assumed he'd do the same thing against Green Bay, whose front defense was eh, suspect. And uh, I think the Vikings just got their ass beat in that game. Yeah, they did. That was Sunday Night Football. We actually watched that in Dan's basement. And they looked Oh, yeah, I watched, I watched Aaron Jones rip my heart out. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but yeah, the week before against the Chargers, he had 17 points, 13 for 56, and two touchdowns. And then week 17 um, against the Bears, he went 17 for 148. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he actually... The sweetest fantasy justice. <laughs> yeah, he sandwiched that with a uh, 
he sandwiched that 2.5 outing with nice performances. Um, he also had Michael Gallup and Terry McLaurin play well. And if you're going to get any production from your wide receivers, if you're Eric, you're probably going to win with having Lamar Jackson and Alvin Kamara. And that's exactly what happened. He um, he got it done. He played a couple, uh, like DJ Shark didn't play well. Seattle D didn't play well, but it was really a solid performance all the way around besides that. And uh, Dan kind of got let down by a couple of players. He made the right call in starting Drew Brees, but um, besides Drew Brees and Christian McCaffrey, he did not get a lot from the rest of his team. Yeah, I think DJ Moore got hurt in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And that was also a Will Greer game. As you see, they scored six points. Amari Cooper did his thing and disappeared. I am not bought in. Everyone was like, oh, Amari Cooper in Dallas. He's like a different player now. No, he's the same. He's the same dude. He has huge, insane blow-up games, and then he does this, and I hate him for it. He's insufferable. <laughs> His blow-up games are better now because Dak Prescott's better than Derek Carr. But, like, he just... Yeah, whatever. This is not, like, a draft prep show, but I hate Amari Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper, dead. Dead. Dead to Jason. So, but all right, that was the league. Eric... Seven and six, the sixth seed, the last team to make the playoffs, edged out me and Campbell on the last week of the regular season to make the playoffs, makes the run, gets through the wild card round, and wins his way all the way up and wins the championship. He will now have the ability to punish Roman, who came in last. And just another side note, I believe it was Colin? Yes, no. It was Dan. Dan led the league in points. So Dan won that bonus $20. Dan not only led the league in points, but like it blew out the league in points. Dan scored 1,566 points. Colin scored 1,492. And then everyone else scored below 1,400. So Dan put like the beat down on this league. It's kind of a shame <laughs> he didn't win. He really had such a nice team. Colin scored 1,356 points, which was less than both of us. So that's cool. I don't want to talk about my team. (laughs) So, yep, that was fantasy football. Eric's going to have to come up with a challenge for the draft. Do you have any predictions as to what that might be? I don't want to venture into the darkness that is Eric James's mind. (laughs) I, uh... I I really I'm I'm really curious to see what he picks because I have <laughs> no idea I have no idea where this is gonna go I'm trying to think of like what are Eric's strengths It feels likely to be something I'm not gonna show up for <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm really I'm damn yeah we this it'll be interesting whatever we have to do over the summer it'll be interesting so. That's football. You want to get into the baseball. The baseball. The baseball. It is almost it is almost the baseball season. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm getting into it too. I've basically completely skipped hockey this year. The Devils are so unbelievably bad. I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch them and I'm just jumping right into baseball. I'm just watching the Islanders kind of collapse, just completely not acknowledging the fact that they're collapsing. Like, oh, it, it, was, it was just one game. We looked good while we lost. 
and it's just like that every single game. <laughs> we won our last game going into the All-Star break, so that was good. But, like, we've been completely been caught. We're, like, the three seed in the Metro now, and we're, like, two games above the final wild card spot. Not good. I'll just, like, check in on, on the standings every now and then, see if things have gotten any better or worse, and it's usually about the same. Devils have been the second from worst team in the league pretty much all year. Yeah, Devils not not great this year. This is not hilarious. Great. Yeah, I know. Everyone, like, a bunch of people really oh, super bought in this year. year. I, yeah. I was mildly optimistic, but, like, the goaltending needed to be resolved, and it just wasn't. I honestly don't know why they're this bad, but I, I didn't think they'd be that good. I think they've but been I love, better since they fired uh, their coach. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I love every now and then I'll just check in on the standings, and I look, and I like to look at the goal differential, because the Devils is atrocious. It's minus 46. It's the second worst in the league. And yet it is twice as good as the Red Wings, who are minus 90 somehow. <laughs> How, that team... Like, I need to start watching Red Wings games, because they must be losing, like, 8-1 to one every single game. How is that possible? That's brutal halfway through the year. Minus oh 90. That's bad. They only have 28 points. What's their record? 12-35-4. They have 28 points in 51 games. That's rough. That's rough. So that's hockey talk. Yeah, hockey talk. All right, Chargers and hockey talk are both wrapped up. We can get into baseball talk. Um, oh, really quick, basketball talk. Rip Kobe Bryant. That was like the saddest thing ever. That was incredibly sad. All right, on to baseball. Um, we're so, so sharp. Can what? you guys tell? We're so sharp. Can you guys tell we haven't done a podcast in <laughs> two and a half months or a month and a half? Yeah. Let's move on to baseball. We uh, We did our spelling bee. So, Justin... Won the league last year. His competition was to have a spelling bee, which would make all of us spell words in order. If we got the word wrong, the only way we could stay in is if we took a shot of Traveler's Vodka, $12 plastic handled vodka. My favorite. Yeah. Unlimited <laughs> attempts to stay in, which is going to make sense. It's a design read. flaw. <laughs> yeah, which is going to make sense when we read the order this ended up in. So anyway, we had a big winner. Jason, you want to say who that was? It's me, bitches! Yeah, so uh, Jason already said he's going to draft Josh Tolley first overall, who just signed with the Yankees minor league deal today. Wait, really? I'm very excited for that. I'm going to have to root for the Yankees now that they have Josh Tolley. I didn't know he was actually still kicking around. No, he hasn't played in two years, so it was a weird acquisition. (laughs) Um. But yeah, Jason now is going to get Garrett Cole, new Yankee. That's uh, that's good for his team. Yeah, big hype as someone who hasn't had good pitching ever. ever. Yeah. Since I inherited a team, <laughs> I've never had even like top half of the league pitching. So Jason comes in first. He beats Armstrong, Campbell, Steele, and Kellett, who all made it to the finals by spelling onomatopoeia. What a classic word to win on right there. Jason comes away with the dub. So Armstrong came in second. Campbell came in third. Campbell, I got to say, very surprised at his spelling ability. 
Yeah, to be real, I didn't spell that well. <laughs> I did pretty poorly and just uh, hung in there until that final round and happened to be the only one who got <laughs> onomatopoeia right. But a win's a win, and so we take those. Oh, count them <laughs> any way you get them. Yeah. And sometimes an ugly win is better than a nice win because it shows the grit and determination it took to get to there. Yeah, big, big grit win for the fantasy baseball squad preseason. <laughs> but yeah, Armstrong comes in second. Armstrong was doing a good job spelling. But the two people I was most surprised by, Campbell, who was very good. Campbell came in third. He was doing a very good job spelling. And Steele, up until Onomatopoeia, was lights out at spelling. He was killing it. It's actually a shame he came in fourth because he deserved a better outcome. But uh, he uh, he slipped up on Onomatopoeia, and then we had another tiebreaker between him and Campbell, which he then lost to Campbell, which uh, dropping back-to-back words knocked him back to fourth, which was kind of rough. And then Kellett, who made the finals because he drank his way there, <laughs> he spelled maybe two words right, the entire spelling bee. And without even having his first-round pick, like there was absolutely no need for him to do this, made it all the way to the finals. <laughs> and we got like 12 rounds deep, which means he took at least 10 shots. And yeah, there was, he there was even, a lot going on. He doesn't even get the fifth overall pick to show for his effort because that pick's just going to Romans, so it doesn't even matter. Which, shout out Romans' effort for me, the second he uh, ran into a word he didn't know how to spell, he just took a knee. I was like, I don't <laughs> have my pick, I'm out. Same thing uh, Dan did. Dan, yeah. he got a word wrong, just left. Dan, I think, made it one round. He got he got his first word right, then got one word wrong, just said peace, and then just left. He didn't even stick around. He so, just walked out of your house. So Dan, we thought came in last, but then as the tiebreaker was going on, I look around, I go, where is Justin? He's outside throwing up, isn't he? I'm going to go find him. Run out there. He's throwing up in the bushes. Classic Justin. So Justin on the DQ comes in last. So from 12th to 1st, the order of the spelling bee was Justin, Dan, Roman, Duff, John, Gamba, Joyce, Kellett, Steele, Campbell, Armstrong, Jason. So this isn't what order we're drafting in. It is just what order we are picking the draft positions from. But it looks like it's going to stay pretty much locked in because everyone who had their picks finished up front and everyone whose picks I have basically (laughs) did not try. So (laughs) imagine coming in last in your own contest. (laughs) I mean, we had Frank the Tank make a video about it. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so defeat grasped. From the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Justin also sets this huge bottle of Traveler's Vodka down, which is the worst. And uh, tells Kellett Campbell, hey, your punishment for coming in last last year in baseball is to make sure this handle is finished by the end of the night, when the spelling bee is over, you have to finish what is in it. Kellett immediately says, easy. I got this. 
And Kellett just decided to do it mid-competition. He maybe drank, like, a third of it by himself. He uh, he was putting them back. I took, I took, like, five or six shots before I had to tap out. I saw everyone else still in. Still had, like, the light in their eyes. And, like, visibly wanted to keep going. And to be f- uh, I just didn't have what it took. To be fair, you tried to be a hardo at one point. And we're just taking shots the second the word was even said <laughs> before even attempting the spell on some not too tough words. Yeah, I know. Saxophone, the yes, second saxophone. I did that, I was like, nah, I probably could have spelled saxophone. <laughs> probably should have attempted saxophone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it is what it is. A little self inflicted here. <laughs> it is what it is. So, really quick, let me just read off the implications that this spelling bee has yourself jason armstrong campbell and Steele, the top four all have their own first round picks so those will probably stay as they are kellett who came in fifth that pick is owned by roman so there's going to be well it, this is where it gets interesting so kellett doesn't have his first or second round picks so with him picking in the third round it probably is better for him to stay at number five, correct? I I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't really see the advantage of moving back to then have a later pick in the third round as your first pick, unless you're like really trying to game Roman. But I don't, I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, so Kellett's probably going to pick fifth. So then I own Joyce's pick, which, by the way, shout out Anna Lee. What a competitor. Made it right up until the finals for uh, Joyce out here spelling. She really kicked the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> she she got Joyce up to sixth. He's going to stay there because I own that pick. Then Gamba seventh. He owns his own pick, so he's going to stay there. And then it goes myself, Duff, Roman, Dan. I own all of those picks, so they're all going to stay there. And then Justin is last, and he really doesn't have any choice on if he wants to be last or not. Because unless Kellett drops back to last and bumps Justin up to 11, I would assume this is how it's going to stay. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to like drop one of those picks down and be like on the turn, if you just like that, if you want to... like pick 12 for whatever reason you have enough picks to do that oh so actually um roman like duff and dan part of our deal was they have to stay where they are roman actually if he wants to can bump his pick down to 12 so that actually probably will happen um i'm gonna ask him nicely for that not to happen but that probably will happen and uh he'll probably pick 12th and then justin will pick 11th so, um, yeah, but it? I have five first-round picks, so I'm very excited. What does our first-round look like? It's it's Cole, Strasburg, Rendon are the top three. Rendon, okay. And then Steele picking at four, that's where the, like, actual choice comes in, because it all, it depends on who doesn't get kept, but he could go Ryu at four, even though I don't know if I he... love that. Um, <laughs> He is a consistent pitcher when he's healthy. I just don't know if it's worth the fourth overall pick because he's never healthy. Um, 
Also, isn't he? He's in Toronto now, right? Yes. So the offense like, might not be there to back him up. Yeah, but I don't know if the stadium difference is that much worse. He does have to pitch against the Yankees and the Red Sox. So that yeah, sucks. definitely a worse division. Moving NL to AL and wor- way worse supporting cast. Yeah. But uh, other notable free agents, Whit Merrifield. I know he wasn't a free agent, but part of his deal was that he's going back into the draft. So he'll be available. Mike Moustakis, Grandal. Donaldson, Jose Abreu, Rick Porcello, um, Garrett Cole, Stanton, Bumgarner, Wheeler, and Keuchel. So those are just the free agents, and then also you got to factor in who doesn't get kept. Like a lot of guys on Justin's teams, because Justin's team was so deep by the end of the year, I would assume that some of Paxton, Barrio, Soroka, Severino, Stanton, Stroman and Matt Olson are not going to be kept, and those seem like some first-round names as well. When do we? Uh, when do we have to decide keepers by? Just by the draft, or do yeah, we just before? by the draft. Um, we're gonna do we send even out date a text. For the draft? No, we're gonna make it over Roman's spring break, I believe. But uh, we haven't even we haven't even talked about it yet. What's good though is that except for Roman, everyone should be here except for maybe Steele. Um, Justin should have no problem coming back on a weekend and then everyone else is here except you. Mm. So you can probably call in if you want to. Um, that's what I've done the last like three years. Did you call in last year? I thought you were here. Hmm. No. Oh, wait, no. Last year I missed, I was driving back. I missed my first round. I called in my first round from the parkway. (laughs) And and then I was there. You're right, actually. So yeah, we'll decide when uh when we do it. Maybe you um we'll make a trip up here, or you can just call in. Yeah. Um, Sidebar: Every, Everyone else listening to the podcast except my dad. <laughs> Ignore this. You ready to to share a team? Oh, I can't wait. By the way, this NL only <laughs> league. I have I've received no details since like last year when he asked if we wanted to take over a team in that league. I'm upset but, that now that I'm getting an invite to this league, it's the first year Juan Lagares is not an option to be drafted. He is the perfect and all only Yeah. I wanted to own him in a league. I thought that would have been I thought that would have been cool. <laughs> My dreams will not be realized now. This league is gonna be the death of me. By the way, if we really want to get into the nitty gritty, Roman, Roman has a decision to make with his keepers that I think, I think it's an obvious answer because I traded him Trey Turner, but it's still interesting. So he kept Carlos Martinez with the hope last year that he'd go into the rotation and not be a reliever the whole year. That did not happen. He yeah. came back, closed for the Cardinals. And was not particularly good at it. He wasn't bad, but yeah, he wasn't great either. Roman hung on to him the whole year. He is now SPARP eligible, meaning he is a starting pitcher and relief pitcher. He is, the Cardinals have said they're going to make him a starter yeah, this year. Yeah, they want him back in the rotation, which, I mean, I guess that could work. Does Can Roman find a way to keep Carlos Martinez with his other keepers being, ready, Jose Altuve, Jose Ramirez, Ozzy Albis, Chris Sale, 
Trey Turner? Or do you let Carlos Martinez go back to the draft? Wait, did you just say five other names? I did. Or... Oh, I'm not keeping Carlos Martinez over any of the names you said? So he unless, has two... unless you're buying into Jose Martinez being a fraud, because he was really bad for like a full calendar year. Jose, Jose Ramirez? Yeah, that guy. What yeah, he, Jose Martinez. Yeah, Jose Martinez, new Tampa Bay Ray, can... by the way. Ray's Braves World Series said it here first. <laughs> said it here first. Um, yeah, Jose Martinez was bad the Ramirez. first half of last year. Yep, yes. <laughs> this is becoming an absolute mind pretzel right now. Jose, <laughs> Jose Ramirez was bad the first half of last year. He turned it on the second half. But, okay, so Jose Ramirez, I don't think he still is second base eligible. But then Roman has Jose Altuve, who is only second base eligible, and Ozzy Albies, who is only second base eligible. Do you move one of those guys, or do you just keep all of them? Um, I actually don't even know how Ozzy Albies was. I remember he was, he was really good. hot to start the year, but I think he cooled off a lot. I'm a little bitter because I didn't keep him, and I thought I made a huge mistake, but I don't feel that bad about it. Yeah, you got bailed out by J.D. Martinez resigning, by the way. No, nah, fine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he, uh, Albies, Albies played well down the stretch. Let me pull up his numbers right here. He finished as the, nope, can't check his numbers anymore. Okay. <laughs> but he did have 576 points. So he. That sounds like hit, a big number. Yeah, he hit 295 <laughs> with 102 runs, 24 home runs, 86 RBIs, 15 stolen bases. So that seems pretty good. That's probably a top Four second basemen, no lie. Those are good numbers. And then you have Jose, Jose Altuve, who was a cheater. So, um... Yep. I just... I mean, I don't know how you keep Carlos Martinez hoping he gets back in the rotation and hoping he's any good there over any of the names you said. Yeah. It seems too much of a gamble. So, alright. Interesting. I have a sort of similar situation with Carlos Carrasco, who missed most of last year with cancer. Yeah. And but when, he came, when he came back at the end of the year, he was in the bullpen. So I think he's also going to be RP eligible. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if he logged enough games on ESPN for that to carry over. Yeah, he would have needed 20 relief appearances the year before for that to carry over. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure if he did. But either so, way, he's been my only good pitcher for like the three, four, however many years I've been in this league. So I don't know what to do with him. So your keepers are probably going to be at least your four are going to be Hoskins, Springer, Soto, and J.D. Martinez, correct? No, fuck Reese Hoskins. Really? You're not going to keep him? He was trash. He was he's, trash. He was trash. And there's a billion first basemen. So your other options are like, what, Glass now? McKay. Oh, and you have Bo Bichette. Yeah, Bo Bichette. I picked up Joe Tani just off the waivers at the end of the year because he was unowned, I thought, maybe. You also have um, Aristides Aquino. I think I pronounced that close. I don't think it was, but I know you're talking about it. The the outfielder for the Reds who hit, what, 30 home runs in his first week in the majors? (laughs) Yeah, he was a monster. But I can't keep, like, five outfielders. Yeah. Like, the so. only... I'm definitely keeping Soto, Springer, Martinez. 
And then after that, my last two are difficult. Like, probably Boba Shett. And then probably a pitcher. So you can always keep four. Yeah, but I'm probably not doing that. I mean, I'll see who's available, but it seems like I'm probably better off just keeping someone that's on the team. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So, other um, other teams that have like interesting number crunches. Campbell is going to be keeping Rizzo, Bellinger, and probably Charlie Morton. But then he's got Lorenzo Cain, Corey Seager, Chris Davis, Carlos Santana, um, and AJ Pollock. So he's going to have to pick from that group. Duff has a really interesting crunch. Duff has Carlos Correa, which, like, honestly, I don't know how high I still am on Carlos Correa. There's a lot of good shortstops. Yeah, he also has Manny Machado. So I don't know if Machado still has shortstop eligibility. No, I don't believe he will next year. Okay. But uh let me just let me just read the list of players stuff has to pick keepers from. Manny Machado, Michael Brantley, Carlos Correa, Patrick Corbin, Blake Snell, Paul Goldschmidt, Max Muncy, Jake Flaherty, and surprisingly somehow, he could consider keeping you Darvish as well, because you Darvish was actually really good down the stretch. He was nuts. So Which was wild. Like, I thought he was done, to be yeah, honest. Yes, same. I thought he was washed. And then he bounced back in a big way. He was just like, oh, I figured it out. And everyone's like, sure you did. And he was like, yeah, I fucking did. And it was just the best pitcher in baseball <laughs> for the last like month and a half. So that's nine players. Duff has to get down to five. So that's going to be an interesting choice for him. And honestly, some of these players, like Paul Goldschmidt, like maybe Blake Snell, Guys you would think would be on the outside. Duff gave up draft capital to acquire them and keep them. So it's that's going to be a really tough decision for him. I think Manny Machado is tough. It's like he I, didn't I have a very good year. I don't think I'd keep Manny Machado with all he, the other players I just named. Yeah, I, I don't think I would either. Um, Machado, if you look at like his career numbers away from... Camden Yards. That's the name of the ballpark. Like, they're very pedestrian. Yeah. Which is weird to think about, because, like, I believe in the talent, in my head anyway. But, like, my heart says don't keep him. Yeah. But I don't have to make that decision. And are you ready for, this is Gamba. So Gamba has nine potential keepers, and this is maybe the hardest decision of anyone in the league. Are you ready for this list? Freddie Freeman, Javier Baez, Francisco Lindor, Christian Yelich, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, Cattell Marte, DJ LeMahieu. Can I just really quick, you're you're driving me insane. What order are you reading these names off in? Because I'm looking at the rosters, and you're not going by position, and it's driving me mad. Oh, I just have my own spreadsheet. I'm uh, (laughs) I'm very ready for this draft. But yeah, he's going to have to get that list down to five. And uh, that's going to be a struggle. I mean, to me, Freeman, Lindor, Yelich are musts. There's just no way around that. Yeah, and so is Javi Baez, in my opinion. But I'd consider taking Bauer and Castillo over Baez. Bauer, it's the last year of his contract, so you're only going to be getting one more year of him. 
And I don't know, with how Trevor Bauer pitched in Cincinnati, I would seriously consider DJ LeMahieu and Cattell Marte over him because both of them were so good last year. Even if you don't fully buy into them, they were like top, both of them were top 10 fantasy players last year. Yeah, I might be a hater. I don't buy Cattell Marte at all. I mean, neither do I, but he's young and he has like a lot of years left on his contract. Like I would probably consider him over Trevor Bauer, but I do hear you. It's tough to have like this many good players and only keep one pitcher. I feel like that still puts you behind a little bit. So that's going to be a really interesting decision for Gamba. And then breaking news. I, uh, I traded all of my picks to Joyce. This is Joyce's year. Yep. Let me uh, let me read you exactly the picks I traded to Joyce, because it's a lot of them. Oh, you okay? I didn't know this was real. Yeah, you said you you said you were gonna break news. I thought this yeah, was a I joke Joyce, about the breaking news. No, Joyce now has my seventh, eighth, ninth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth round picks. So. Oh, so the picks you weren't gonna make? Yes, he now owns them. Okay, four. Uh, for. What is it? PBL? No. Player. Name later. T- PTBL. Right? Is that it? Nope. But I know what you mean. <laughs> Player to be named later? Yep. Um. Yeah. So, there you go. Breaking news. I don't like this. <laughs> you didn't break news. You broke half of news. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there you go. All right. So that's a little baseball preseason. Pitchers and catchers report in what, like, eighteen days? Uh, oh, sure. We're almost there. I, yeah. I'm moving over to my new job next week, and like the first thing I'm doing is putting in for an off day on opening day. Nice, very nice. Want to come back down? Want to go to Nats Park again? That was actually a sick time. Cause don't get me wrong, I love City Field, but. Being able to go to Nationals Park and then when the game's over, be able to walk around a city that's not a bunch of, like, half-destroyed muffler shops and, like, <laughs> shop shops is, like, pretty nice. Like, downtown D.C. kicks the show wherever the fuck uh, City Field is. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. So, but I'm excited. We're um, we're going with, like, my parents are going to come. We're going with the Romans, Kevin, and then we're meeting... Mike Gamba and his dad there, and we're going to tailgate. It's going to be a good time. Very excited. Nice. And the Mets are, like, undefeated on opening day. So there's your first baseball bet lock of the yeah. week right there. Is, uh, always the always got to get hopes up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So. All right. Anything, about the Super Bowl uh, at all? Oh, yeah. That's going on, right? Yeah. We can, we can just jump back into football and pretend we didn't skip get over it, like, an hour ago. All right. Football talk. Yep. Rewind noises. <laughs> um, yeah. Chiefs 49ers. Who uh, who do you yeah. like in this game? Because I know who I like. This, I feel like I've had a really good read on every game in the playoffs up until this one. I, I don't have a great sense on this. I My pick right now is the Chiefs to just get that up front. Because they just feel, this Chiefs team to me feels like, the the Broncos a couple years back when Peyton Manning was breaking records, 
where it's just like, I know the Niners defense is really good, but it just feels like it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's like they're hanging 28 at least. And like with obvious potential to do more. I just, uh, it's, it's really close to me. I, <laughs> the game being, what, what's the spread now? Like one and a half. It's yep. really close. Uh, I think that's very fair, but I'm picking the Chiefs. Yep, I'm on the exact same boat you're on. I don't think it matters how good the 49ers defense is. I think the Chiefs are just going to outscore the 49ers. And apparently all the sharp money is coming in on the Chiefs as well. So that's inspiring me with a lot of confidence. The yeah. uh, A couple experts were saying they expect this line to move closer to minus three on game day. They said it's probably not going to get to minus three, but it's probably going to get to like minus two and a half. So I'm feeling uh I'm feeling pretty good about the Chiefs at minus one and a half. Yeah, I like the way they've opened the last two games does scare me a little bit. Yeah, maybe don't spot the 49ers 21 points in the first quarter. Yeah, because I have more more faith in the the Niners' closing ability than Bill O'Brien and Ryan Tannehill. But I just like. Like, I really don't think the the offense can be stopped. So can the 49ers keep up? Maybe. Like, I, the 49ers offense is nothing to sneeze at. It kind of gets overshadowed because their defense is so good. But they can score points. But I, I just don't think it. they can score enough points. Also, Andy Reid, Hawaiian shirt energy in Miami. Like, how are you going to argue against that? Oh, it's a big move. <laughs> it's a big move. Yeah, I mean, I um, I would I hammer the see... over though. I don't know what the the total is now, but hammer the over. Yeah, it is fifty four and a half. So that's not terribly high. I don't hate that. I uh, I saw. I don't remember where I was listening. I heard some stat earlier today that the last in the last fifteen years. Every team that's made the Super Bowl with over, I think, like 55 sacks in the regular season has won it, which was like six or seven teams. And the 49ers have that this year. But Ooh. fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> I feel like the Chiefs offense is too good. I um, I just don't know if the Chiefs do what they did to the Titans, where it's just like stack the box, make Jimmy Garoppolo throw at all costs. I don't dislike Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't think he's going to be able to outpass Patrick Mahomes if they just make the game that. So, um, I'm also feeling really good, by the way, about, uh, I have Patrick Mahomes for more passing yards than Jimmy Garoppolo. Feel great about that. Yeah, that feels safe. What is that, like, minus 10,000? I got it at even money, 41 to an 80. Or 41 to win 40. I oh, guess. you told... That was like an odds boost, right? You told me Yeah, that. I'm feeling there's very no, good about that. There's no way that should be even. I'm counting that as money in the bank already. Although, if anything can overcome the safest bet of all time, <laughs> it's your sorry gambling ass. Yeah, fair. Fair. So, I'm actually half paying attention right now because I'm staring at this hockey blues flames over. It's already 2 to <laughs> first. I'm feeling great about this. Right. Very tuned into blues and flames hockey. <laughs> you are. I'm sure you, this was a very informed decision. You really thought it out when you placed that bet. 
I looked at their records. They're right. both good. I saw the over was five and a half, and I said, that's good enough for me. There will probably be goals in this game. So I was right. Because right. I know you don't bet straight games. What is this parlayed with? Oh, it's parlayed with five other things, actually. You want me to read it? I mean, sure. <laughs> so um, all of these are locks, by the way. We had the 76ers beating the Warriors money line. One. That's a dub. Flames, Blues, over five and a half. They're already at four. The Phoenix Suns at the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks money line. Mavericks are actually down right now, which that needs to change. But it's not even halftime, so there's plenty of time left. Plenty. We of time. have the uh, Wizards at the Bucks. Bucks minus six and a half. Um, they're up like 20 right now, so that looks pretty good. And then Travis Kelsey to catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, uh. Yeah, so that's what it's all building up to. And that's a 10 to win 70 right there. So Nice. Very nice. Ba-bang. Can't lose. Cannot lose. Cannot. Cannot lose. Zero percent chance. Cannot lose. You sent me some screenshots a couple weeks ago of your career <laughs> balance on DraftKings. Maybe yeah. can lose. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, but 29, you need to have a down 2019 to have a comeback 2020. Right. That's what everyone in the year 2020 says. Right. Yes. Epic comebacks don't happen without being down big. Yep. Facts. Shout out the Chiefs. That's why I like them. For sure. Yeah. Call him Johnny Mahomes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's Super Bowl talk. Anything else you want to talk about, Jason? Uh, I don't know. I think we've taken enough people's time. All right. See you guys. Um, we'll be back probably in the next three months. 90-yard touchdown! 90-yard touchdown! Hey, Sam, too. You see, I ain't talking, right? Stay humble, bro. You know he's right Stay humble. Stay humble, okay? I can say 90 yards. I can be excited. Yeah, but don't do that by my ear. Don't do it by my ear. No, I will do it by my ear. I will do it by my ear. No, no, no. Hey, one, one seven. That's what I do. I'll have that you after the game. 17, just keep talking. Run! Hey, run! Hey, run! First play you've called out right today, 5-5. It's the first one you've called right. You! One of them, one of them you got right went for like 50. <laughs> Heck yeah, baby! The San Diego Chargers yes. are pummeling. Yeah! Woo! Hey, run! Hey, run! Oh, quick crime! Quick crime! Run! Hey, run! 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 Y'all put that stinking blitz on tape. Y'all think that's a good blitz? Y'all think that's a good blitz, Rolando? Yeah! Hey, he don't have a helmet on, bro. Well, he took it off. He took it off. That's technique. If his helmet came off, that's a penalty. Good night. Good night to all. I'm podcasting from the studio that is my bed. Yeah, he a big old bitch, though. Noted bitch Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Which is Hi, weird to that? say. Jesus. Sorry, my parents just came home from 1917. Oh, I heard that's far. I want to see it. There's a bunch of movies I want to see. But, like, yeah. no one fucking sees movies down here. It's mad annoying. Yeah. I know, you gotta come back, dude. I saw that Uncut Gems and um, the fake... Pulp art movie about bomb guy. 
what was that called? Richard Jewell. Um, but yeah, and Star Wars, which was good. Yeah, um, in 1917, Ed Knives Out. Oh, I heard Knives Out was great, by the way. Yeah, same, and probably Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was my favorite movie of the year. Jeez. I heard Knives Out being sick, though. I really want to see that. Yeah, and it was, but I'm being very serious when I say this. Uncut Gems was my favorite movie of the year. It was very good. I I, I believe you. I gave it like a 9.1. I gave it a very high score. And that was Movie Talk. Hang on, I'm resting my work computer on top of my... Leading everything? Not to work. Goodbye, show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget that Bill O'Brien decided to start a season opener with Tom Savage instead of Deshaun Watson. (laughs) This really happened. The kind of decision you see and think... This guy, he needs to be a GM. <laughs> oh my god, I saw the funniest uh, tweet. So it looks like the NL is going to have the universal DH implemented. And someone tweeted, then who is going to score all of DeGrom's runs whenever DeGrom pitches? <laughs> Do you know uh, off the top of your head what word you won on? It was onomatopoeia, right? Yeah. Since you're so good at spelling that, how about not making me attempt it and just spelling that real quick? I think Perfect. that's it. Damn, you better, you better, it? you better know that's it. What was wrong here? Oh, I fucking put an extra wow. fat finger wow. down there. Contentious, contentious <laughs> right now. The Jason Spelling Bee win. Hot, hot, hot controversy. He doesn't know how to spell onomatopoeia. Hmm. Too sober. Too sober. Can't <laughs> <That's> stop. <what it laughs> <is. laughs> <laughs>